0: 1991, I was the recipient of the ever-so-loving nickname, Tina Lot." Now this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays, though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't be off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hello, everybody. Super pumped today. I have a guest on the show. So fun to have my friends here and to be able to connect with them and share them with you. So Chrissy is someone that I've known. I should probably know this. What? Six years? Have we known her? Yeah. Um, I met her actually through doTERRA, which is kind of crazy, but she was placed onto my doTERRA team. Neither one of us uh, were ever going to build this business. And now we have turned into the best of friends talk daily. And it's weird when we don't. Um, about the business or life or mattresses or um, chickens or like every single topic kind of under the sun. Um, But Christy, thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait for people to know more about you.
1: Thanks for having me. This is such a fun opportunity. And yes, it's been the craziest path to not knowing each other at all. It's being like some strange person on Facebook to like talking every single day.
0: Yeah, it's so wild. It's funny. Not funny. It's amazing how awesome like network marketing really can be with how, you know, it brings people into our lives and how close you can get so quickly because you have so many things in common from work to, you know, all the things because we chose the same company. I think that's another reason why it does that, right? We have a lot of similarities and so brings like-minded people together. So I'm super pumped about that. Well, Chrissy has so many things going on in her life, but when she came in to doTERRA, um, her world looked a lot different. So Chrissy, would you share like, where were you at when you said yes to doTERRA and then all the other things that you have on your plate too? Oh my goodness. Okay, so (laughs) when
1: I said yes to doTERRA, like six-ish years ago, um, I had two young kids. They were one and four. And I'd heard about essential oils, but I just, I wasn't hopping on the bandwagon. And then I don't know what all of a sudden switched in my head that I was like, I need these things. I don't know why, I just know I need them. Um, so I ended up buying them from a mutual friend of ours that I did not actually know. I shouldn't even say she was a mutual friend. I didn't know her. Um, um, <laughs> found a random person on the internet. Yep. And you know, the rest is history. But at the time I was teaching high school science. I taught science for 12 years. And like my life was just busy. Um, so I was, anybody who teaches knows that that is like a full-time job and a half. Yeah. Um, two young kids in daycare and my husband runs and owns an organic dairy farm. And that is also like five full-time jobs all wrapped into one. Yeah.
0: So you're included in that. I mean, you <laughs> live on the farm, right? So. Yeah. I remember yep. when I first met you and you're like, oh, everyone's coming in for lunch. And I was like, wait, you feed everybody lunch too? Like, what is, what is this? Yes. It's uh, farm life is
1: a whole different world. I already warned them that if they come in for lunch in the next 30 minutes, they need <laughs> to be really quiet or go someplace else. So yeah, we, um, we have a handful of full-time employees that I wouldn't say I feed them lunch. They come into my house and find Food (laughs) um, on a daily basis. And so, yeah, that's just another layer to all of this. And so, building a doTERRA business was not on my radar. It was not, I had said no, it wasn't something I was interested in. And then, like so many other people, I experienced these oils and I was like, oh my gosh, how can I not tell other people what these do? And so, it started looking like going to my friends and like, hey, Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at what I have. I use this for this and I use this for this and it worked. And they were like, okay, hook me up. What do I need? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was that first like $20 paycheck that I was like, wait, what? I just got paid for doing this. Yeah. I can do more of that. Yep. And so I did a little more and I did a little more and like, it just, it just didn't stop.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome. I love that because it's, it's kind of unintentional, but intentional at the same time, right? Like you realize I love these products and other people have to know about them. And then you get a paycheck, right? I remember the first time too, I got my paycheck was like $16 and I was like, what? I mean, obviously I could buy like a coffee and a sandwich, but, um, but it was also like, this is, this feels like cheating almost when the paycheck started to come now, our paychecks have changed a lot over the years. And so fast forward a little bit when you were in the deciding, you know, kind of the decision making process of leaving your job, which is just still gives me goosebumps to think about.
1: Yeah. It's been three years since I left teaching. I know. um, I can't even believe it. And the first question people always ask is like, do you miss it? And there's so many things Mm -hmm. I miss about teaching. Somebody just asked the other day, like, if teaching is like, we're hearing so many negative things about the education mm-hmm. world right now. And we know our teachers are burnt out. They're like, why would you even want to do that? And I was like, oh, I made it sound that horrible. Like, <laughs> no, I just had a former student, like we were at a bar playing volleyball and a former student found me and she was like, oh, you were my favorite teacher. And she is an oh. engineer with the department of transportation and like designs bridges. And oh. she was like, I have this job because of you. Aww, um awesome. because it makes me want to cry right now just like, yeah I was like that that's why we that's why teachers do it yeah so mm-hmm. um leaving teaching was such a hard decision however it was like a million percent the right decision for my family in this season um because we were, were so busy we were yeah. so, and I, I hate using that word we had just so many things on our plate um mm-hmm. that it got to the point where I was like something has to come off my plate I cannot have two full-time jobs plus all of the other things happening. And when it came down to it is, do I want the full-time job where I have to be at school at 8. AM and I have to be till there till four. And then I need to go home and grade papers and do all those other things. Or do I want this other full-time job that like, I have all the flexibility in the world. Um, You know, I can work from home if a kid's homesick or whatever at this time, 2020 wasn't even on our radar, like we right. had no idea what was coming and what a blessing it would turn out to be. But when I put those two full-time jobs side by side, it was a no brainer mm-hmm. that um, it had to be doTERRA. And so left teaching three years ago in 2019, yeah. which like I already mentioned, turned out to be the biggest blessing when 2020 hit and my kids came home. Mm-hmm. I was home Yeah, I was able, we actually homeschooled for a year in there. They have since gone back to school. Um, But just so many things that I wouldn't have been able to do Yeah, if I hadn't said yes when I did.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit, like, I love learning from you in all these different areas. And this is one thing that you're so good at, and I'm not that great at, is Time blocking and figuring out, maybe not so time blocking. I know that's kind of a catchy phrase right now, but like just figuring out you once had these rules, right? Like this is what you do. This is where you're at. This is what you teach. You know, obviously some, you know, probably freedom there, but for the most part, you're here, right? And now you come home. I'm sure there was a little bit of a transition. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but there's a transition like what, you know, but now you're in like such a groove. I would call you like the consistency queen. And when you say you're going to do something, you do it, which is so powerful for leadership. Um, so walk me through some of that. Um, it's been like a three-year process.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm finally coming out of the fog. Um, because when I was teaching, yeah, it was so easy. Like, this is what you did. And even sliding doTERRA into that world and putting them together, it was, these are the only times I have left in my day to work doTERRA. So that's when I do it. Yeah. And then to come home and the first year I was home for this first half of the year, my son was home half days. He only went to half day kindergarten. And so it, it was almost like the same. It was like, okay, I only have these three hours to work doTERRA. And so it was okay. And then my kids came home and that was a mess. Um, like it's taken me so long to get in back into that consistency groove. Yep. Um, I would say I was really good at it, and then I got really bad at it, and then I figured out how to make it work. Yep. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm a great time blocker. I know there's people out there who are, and you know, Monday is the day I do this, and Tuesday is yeah. the day I do this. I, I want
0: to know these people better. Like, I want to be like in their world, in their home. Like, what's different about their brain than mine? Because um, even my coach, well, we share the same coach. You know, <laughs> like Tina, time block on Wednesdays. I was like. sounds like such a good idea I hope I can do it you know this was this just happened this week so we'll see but yes yeah
1: yeah so it for me right now it really
0: looks like
1: um I do a lot of habit tracking Mm. so I have like a paper habit tracker I love paper everything is still on paper I'm not I mean I'm very adept at doing digital things but um there's so much power in writing it down and checking it off. And so I keep a list of these are the things I do every day. Mm. And I, I need to check them off every day. I've been doing this since January. So every day, even things like I'm going to move my body. I'm going to read my devotional. I am going to eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so every day I'm going to check those things off. And if I miss a day here and there, I'm not like, it's not a punishment. It's not like 75 hard. I'm not starting over. (laughs) There's a lot of grace around it, but it also gives me direction Mm -hmm. of anytime I stall out in my day and I'm like, shoot, I don't know what I need to do. I can go to my list and be like, oh, I haven't done this thing yet. Let's go. Um, And then one of the things on my habit tracker is I finished my three priorities for the day.
0: Awesome. And those change.
1: Those change on a daily basis. But every day I have three things written down that I'm going to accomplish that are going to move my business forward.
0: Mm, love that
1: so yeah they're different every single day they're different every single week yep. but it's but so have- I, I don't want to feel like I'm jumping from one thing to the next I want to be really purposeful
0: yeah so I know
1: what my three things are basically for the whole week already yep um on Monday or Sunday night I already know what my three things are going to be so I can be strategic with them and I'm not
0: doing I I want to be as efficient with my time as I can right Well, and I think part of it is we've been doing this business for six years that we know the things we we need to do. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know the things yet, like it will come. You don't have to rush it. Like our things look different. Chrissy and I's things, you know, even look different from day to day. For the most part, we do a lot of the same stuff. We're in the same business. We run it a lot the same since we were, you know, so hand in hand in our businesses. Um, But they're still, they still are different. Right. And so I love the idea though, of like the things you do every single day, really kind of your non-negotiables in life. Like I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to, you know, make sure I eat breakfast right away in the morning. I'm going to move my body, those kind of things. Like if they get pushed off right? It's not like tomorrow then you're going to drink double the water or, you know, exactly. breakfast, right? You're going to give yourself the grace and say, Hey, I didn't do these things, but you are incredibly consistent with it. And I know one thing that you've been really consistent with over the last few months is your social media kind of kicking and screaming. You weren't wanting to be on Instagram. I remember you being like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. And now here's yes. like showing so many conversations, me. Yeah, so many, but now it's like reels are coming out every day and you're batching stuff. And how, what happened? Like, how did you come to that decision that you're like, okay, nope, I'm just, it's going to be it. I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah. We had so many conversations and you kept <laughs> saying like, fine, take it off your plate. Don't do it then. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but I feel like I should. And so I would like post for a couple of days and then I would give up and then I'd post for a couple of days and then I'd give up. And um, yeah, probably about four months ago, I think the like switch flipped when I finally figured out my niche Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was a niche I've always had. I feel like I've always been posting in the same realm, yep. but it was when I finally assigned a word to it, that this is my niche. It was like, Oh, now mm-hmm. I get how to take these reels and make them work for me. Now I get how to create content that works for me. And it just, it just went.
0: Yeah. Cause you know, the audience enough to know, Hey, I'm going to create this this reel, I can make my own because I know what I'm going to talk about no matter what yeah. it's going to be on habits. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. And I've heard you say it a million times, like, oh, I just watch a reel and I know how to use it. And I didn't. But as soon as I identified like, oh, habits yeah. are the thing that I've been talking about all along, mm-hmm. but assigning that word to them all of a sudden I was like, oh, now I can talk about which is everything we just talked about. Now we can talk about like The importance of drinking your water every day and eating a nourishing breakfast. And what is, what does a meal even look like? And, um, it just assigned so much direction in my brain that it was easy to post and create content.
0: Yep. I love that. And you're getting so great at graphics. This is something that we talk about all the time. I love it. My team, because I have a graphic design degree, everyone's like, Tina, does this approved by you? And your graphics are beautiful, which is so fun to see people like grow in their creativity and all that fun stuff. And you're not only running your own social media, you're also running the social media for your organic farm. So yeah. Does it kill you a little bit? This is such a side note, but does it kill you a little bit that that page will sometimes get more views? <laughs> oh my gosh. No doubt. Yeah. No
1: doubt. Anything I create on that page, if I put out a reel on our like organic farm page, it does it. It does so much better than anything I put out on my own page. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I was noticing it's sort so of painful. like a couple of days ago. I was loving the one with Garrett and the cow. Like it was so funny. And I just saw that it got put on the news. So I'll put a link, you guys, to um both of her Instagrams. So go pay attention more to her social or her habits one, <laughs> less to the organic farm. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I was just watching that one. I was like so adorable. And then you came out with the one with the chickens flying out of the coop. And I was like, this is so cute. And so I understand why people can kind of rewatch it. It's just fun, you know? Yeah. So then it makes me think, I'm like, Oh, well, how can we make our own social media more fun that people want to kind of rewatch, rewatch, you know? So weaving those things into, you know, are kind of more business focused, like where the farm is just kind of fun for you. Like, Hey, let's just find some random thing to post. Yeah, out. I can just. If you had said a long time ago,
1: like people don't even know where you live or what you have, like just go you outside know. and take pictures. And I was like, Oh,
0: okay. Yes. Yes. Cause literally you walk out of Chrissy's front door and I mean, you're, you're on a farm. Like you're yeah. literally right there on the farm. There's cows and kittens and chickens and pigs and everything all around. So it's so funny. I always think we're so alike until I come to your house. I'm <laughs> like, this this is not my life. I mean, we have chickens, but you know, yeah, it's totally different. But I love it. And so two different social media accounts that you're running. And then of course helping support your team. So what does that look like for you? I mean, I know a lot of people, I, I'm gonna say the word struggle. We hate the word busy. We hate the word struggle, but it it makes sense, right? Some people struggle with finding people to do this business alongside them. And that is something that you and I know talk about almost every single week. Like we always want to find new people. We always want to help people have what we have. And we also Absolutely. know that it helps us grow. And so tell me a little bit about like that process, or I guess not tell me, I know your story, but you know, tell everybody else, like, you know, where did these people come from? Like, how do you have this thriving team uh, that I even I'm like jealous of because you guys do so many things together as far as your marketing connections, coffee dates, like all that stuff. Like where do these people come from? How did you find them? Yeah. I think
1: it goes back to what we talked about before, which was that consistency. Mm -hmm. So pre-2020, I taught a ton of public classes. Yeah. Um, Not, I mean, we dabbled in zoom a little bit. We did some virtual things, but it was like all in person.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We had a location actually at a local brewery and we had classes there. We were up to every week. So every single week it started once a month. It went to twice a month at when 2020 hit, we were up to every single week. I was teaching a class on a different topic. I was showing up and providing insane amounts of value for whoever wanted to come every single week. And so I think anyone local, it was a very, like, hopefully it was a very easy transition to be like, oh, I'm watching her teach these classes. I can bring people to these classes. Yeah. And at this point, they've kind of developed their own niche, developed their own strategy. They're doing their own things. Our public classes have, haven't happened in over two years now. Um, so that's shifted a lot. But the majority of the people that I attracted into this business came because I was consistent because they knew when and where I would be every single week. And, um, maybe I didn't have enough boundaries, but it was basically like, what do you need? Yeah. I, I'll do it. I'll it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I mean, I, I, it actually even makes me think, you know, I'm thinking out loud right now. It's like oh, being able to go back to times like that a little bit. I mean, I know our world has just changed. It, it has um, people make different decisions than they did a couple of years ago, but there is that piece that people, no matter where you're at, no matter what you know, crazy thing is happening in our world that people still crave community and wanting to belong to something. And maybe it looks a little different than it did when we first started, but that's still what people want. They want to belong. They want to feel part of something. So I think we're
1: we're looking forward to having those in-person classes again. And how can we do them in a way that makes people, I mean, I think we're a little more guarded of our time now, yeah, You know, after the last yeah. two years, Absolutely. what is worth giving up my time for?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think it's finding that, what are people willing to give up their time for Yeah, um, that can't be done in a different way? So it's coming. We'll get back to it. Yeah. It's, it's been sad not yeah. having that. And I yeah. think there was a lot of like, as we mentioned, like me coming home. And having to relearn strategies for managing my time, you know, sometimes we forget, yeah, that that transition from corporate to being an entrepreneur is a really hard transition. But in the middle of that transition, we had a pandemic, we homeschooled, like there were so many other things that changed (laughs) that made it an amplified transition. Yeah. So I feel like we're finally to a point where it's like, okay, now we have to figure out what this
0: looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a similar conversation with our coach and saying my, where I thrive the best is when I'm in collaboration and community. And I don't know how to create that anymore. I had it when I had my office because people worked for me. So I like basically paid people to be my friend and and, and be in my office, you know, and I'd connect with them and it, it didn't require any setup. It was just an expectation. Everyone will be at the office. Monday through Friday. Right. And so trying to like create that outside of what it it is supposed to be or what it was, I'm not going to create a, you know, creative agency, um, you know, a design agency, because I want collaboration, but there's something that, you know, has to shift a little bit that like, where is that then for me? Like, where do I find that? Where do I connect? And I'm just in a process, you know, you and I can jump on zoom or can say, Hey, let's do coffee. We can't do that all the time. We live an hour and a half apart, you know? So it's just figuring those, those things out. Same with business. Like how are we going to create that community back and have it, um, feel, um, just as good or better than it did, did before. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, this has been awesome. I'm so pumped that you're, were, we were, I don't know how I would say finally be able to get you on the show because <laughs> we talk all the time. Um, but this is really great. I know that people got value uh, definitely out of just even your story, hearing the process, because it's not all pretty, you know, there it's, it's work. Um, but being able to, you know, I don't know, just hear, hear other people's story and how they did it, how they took that leap. I had just recorded a podcast, which actually is already out by the time this one's out on um, fear of failure and it's something that holds out, a lot of us back and i went into major details on like why uh, people do get stuck and it takes a lot of conversation sometimes i think about how many conversations you and i had with and i'm i know i wasn't the only one that you were talking to you know about taking the leap from from working in a school and doing what you went to school for to this. And so there is, there is some fear in there. And so there's steps and processes and things uh, to walk through. So I'll actually put a link in the show notes to that. I'll put a link to uh, Chrissy's uh, worlds uh, so you can check out and see the fun reels over on the organic farm side. Um, and anything else, Chrissy, that you have that you want to leave people with or any final thoughts that we didn't capture here today? I think it's just, it comes down to those habits, which I know we've already m-
1: said it's my niche, but um, success in business, success in health, success in any of those areas isn't one decision. Mm. It's not one big thing. It wasn't me leaving my job. It wasn't me saying yes to doTERRA. It was the little decisions every single day saying like, yep, I'm going to show up for doTERRA today. Yep. I'm going to do it again today. I'm going to do it again oh. today those little decisions that compound into the big things. It's not one big decision. So you don't have to decide. Mm -hmm. You just have to show up and And decide to show up again the next day.
0: Yep. Gosh, I love that. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you all for listening in. We will be back here on Thursday, not tomorrow, as we were all last week. We are down to two episodes every uh, single week for you. And uh, if you have not yet, left a review on the show, I'd absolutely love for you to do that. You can do that on iTunes and also Spotify just started having a review option. I'd love for you to jump over there and do that as well. Thank you for tuning in and we'll be back here on Thursday for Tina talks. Bye.